everybody and welcome to the sshs vocal music podcast today i will be your host emily hayden i am in vocal ensemble this year and i'm hoping to continue throughout my high school experience in the vocal music department so get ready sit back relax grab some snacks and let's get into this dope podcast so as some of you may know that this is my second year in choir last year was my first year at Santa Sue and in choir in general. I actually had never been in a choir before, so I'm going to talk about how it felt joining in on this new choir team. I love the SSHS department. It's incredible, the choir family. It's just, the second you get in, you're accepted by everyone. You you build such strong bonds with people and you make so many new friends that you never would have even dreamed of making. Some of my closest friends that I consider today, I met through the vocal department, and it's incredible how I was just a small freshman walking into this class one day, and I was scared. I was horrified. It was my first ever experience being in a choir in general. In middle school, I always wanted to do choir, but I was always afraid, and I mean, we all have our own insecurities, and we all have our own problems that we, we get scared, we get anxious, we don't know what it's going to be like when you're joining a new thing. And if anyone's listening to this podcast who isn't a part of the choir department and is either thinking about it or is too afraid, I'm here to tell you that you do not have to be afraid and that you should take that first step in through the choir doors because once you get in there, you are a family. You, everyone loves you, you love everyone, there's no hate, there's no discrimination, everyone is incredible miss abby is literally an angel sent from heaven and all of the kids in the class will do their best to also make you feel welcome and feel fit in i was like i said i was horrified i didn't know anything i mean it was also going straight into high school and that's a scary experience itself it's like you always when you're a kid you always want to go into high school you're always waiting to go to high school you think you're gonna be so cool you're gonna be a teenager and you're going through all this life stuff but it's scary no one talks about the scary parts of it it is it's going into new things that you really i mean you've been prepared for but you're not really that prepared if you think about it it is it's scary and to be able to find a place that you can feel like yourself automatically and feel welcome and feel like you have family it's incredible it's amazing it's like you walking into the doors and you get this big warm hug that you and you feel safe you know you feel like you have a place that you can go to if you're having a bad day you can go to the choir room you can talk to people about it they'll listen to you it's it's just a incredible experience and the people will just really make you feel welcome and and within the class itself if you're scared or you're not too sure about your own singing everyone will help you there last year when i was in concert choir i was helped immensely i was with the people i made friends with the people of the section i was in i was alto i currently am an alto still and i made friends with all of those people who were next to me and above me or below me on the bleachers or on the benches and anything and 
and they're so welcoming and if you ever have a question about any of the music you're learning or anything for the class anyone there is more than happy to help you and it's such a lively environment and everyone is having such a great time and there was a few times where I was I was afraid to ask for help but I did and I was so glad I did because I was I was lost and I didn't know what to do and I saw people doing what I wanted to do. I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to be singing. I wanted to be a part of them. And they let me. They, were, they opened up their arms. And when you ask for help, it's a scary thing. You don't know how the people are going to respond or you don't want to upset the wrong person. But when you're asking for help with this department or with any department at Santa Sue, like the theater department, the dance department, like any department, like people will help you and they will not treat you badly for asking for help they will they will be welcoming they will like they will help you and then ask if you need any more help they're always there and even if you don't know them that well if you're having a bad day and you just want to talk to someone you can talk to anyone there anyone there will open their arms and listen to you and open their mind a little bit and give you advice i've asked so many people for help and advice and i've gotten such good feedback from people and it really it no one feels you don't feel like there's anyone higher than you you're all on the common ground you're all together you're not below anyone you're not higher than anyone you're all on the same level you're all going through the same thing and so when you ask for help that person probably needed a help from you as well and so opening up yourself to that and answering any questions that anyone has or having an- questions answered for yourself, having advice answered, having advice given. It's incredible and it really helped me through a lot last year. I was going through some stuff and I was able to talk to people and able to sympathize with people and I was able to give advice. And I've made so many more friends and so many mutuals and people that I text and I talk to even now. And it's, and it's great. And I met so many seniors and that even though they've left, I'm still in contact with them. And it's incredible. It makes you feel like you have a place. And it's amazing. All right, enough of that. Um, we all understand that the choir department is such a family and that I hope no one ever hesitates to ask any questions, especially if someone needed my help with anything, I would be more than happy to help you and offer you anything that you need. So we're going to move on to another segment of the podcast that I want to talk about, which also fits into choir and just performing arts in general is um, auditions, stress of auditions, um, the stress of after the auditions, during auditions. I just want to talk about it. I want to get to the deets about auditions and auditions for me actually even though choir is a new experience I have been doing I've been in performing arts since elementary school so I I I'm not new to auditions but I'm I still get that anxiety I still get that nervousness when doing them because it is it is nerve-wracking and it is scary but you have to be confident in yourself and you have to be prepared and you have to have the courage in yourself to also do it because it does take a lot of courage it takes a lot of character to go through and do auditions and 
you know, it's not always going to be a yes. You're going to be told thousands and thousands of times no before you are told one yes. And that's something that you, as people always say when you are in auditions or talking about auditions or in performing arts. You're always told that you're going to hear thousands of no's before you hear one yes. And it's true and you have to prepare yourself for that. You have to mentally know that even though they said no, it does not mean anything bad about you. It does not mean that you weren't worthy or that you couldn't do it. It's just that you weren't what they were looking for at the time and you could come back and you could come later and they could totally say yes. And it's just about the time and the 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 situation and auditions can be scary and I remember when I was preparing for auditions coming in as a freshman I was so scared because I didn't know the teachers I didn't know anyone I didn't know the other people who were auditioning I didn't know the teacher or anything so I was I was scared I was like what if they don't like me but that's not the mentality I should have had I should have gone in confident I should have been ready I should have presented them who I am so they know immediately what type of person I am and that you have this much energy you want this light energy you want this big character you want this big person you want to be yourself you want to walk in there and you want to introduce yourself as who you truly are you don't want the stress of it to weigh down on you you don't want to go in there and think oh my god if they don't like me then what do I do or after the auditions if you don't think you did good don't beat yourself up I I've done that before I went through an audition and at the end of it I just I beat myself up I didn't think I did a good job and I was so I was not confident and I was just I was really upset with myself and you have to know that no matter what after auditions if you think you did bad that you can't have that negative energy you can't you don't want that self hatred you want to be able to look at your auditions and say that it was a good audition and that no matter what the outcome is that you're going to be okay with it and yes everyone goes through the bad auditions everyone goes through the not getting in and getting heartbroken I understand that that's happened multiple times but you need to know that afterwards that truly you can't beat yourself up about it and that you can't think that of things that you did wrong because you were you the bottom line is if you go in there as yourself and you the do the audition with your full heart and your full character if you go through with it that you know that you were yourself during that audition and that you cannot beat yourself up and that you cannot blame yourself it is what it is everyone gets told no before they get told that one yes and you need to understand that 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 is such an important part is getting the nose is so important because you need to know not to blame yourself not to beat yourself up that once you get a no that you will get up and say okay let's try again let's go for the next the next audition and let's look for a yes and if we don't that's okay you can get straight back up again and not do it Auditions were pretty recent from when I'm filming this podcast, um, and it, it is, it's a lot of work, and it takes a lot of time to prepare, and you have to make sure that you are yourself and that you're confident, because if you go into an audition thinking, oh, I'm not going to get in, or oh, I'm just doing this, but I don't see a good outcome, then 
you're already telling yourself that and you're convincing yourself to not put your best foot forward, to not put your best self forward. And that can result in you, you know, not giving it all, your all. And then when someone, if you don't know the person, if the person doesn't know you and they're looking at your audition and they see you and you're not being your full self, that they will think that whatever video they're watching is your full self. They will be, this is, they will think this is their full character. This is their full energy. And I just want a little more. And you have already told yourself that you weren't going to get in so that you're mentally preparing yourself for the end of when it does say no. You can't go into an audition thinking you're not going to get in because it's almost convincing yourself not to try. You need to go into an audition thinking that it's going to be a yes and thinking that it's going that you need to be confident in yourself and if it is a no, that's okay cuz you can get back up and you can try as many more times and I don't want anyone to be blaming themselves for not getting into a class they wanted or not getting a character they wanted when they're auditioned for a show. And honestly, if you think about it for performing arts and if you go into an audition, auditioning for the main character and you end up being ensemble, I don't want you to think that you are any less important because you weren't a main character because ensemble and dancing and singing they make the show they they do honestly it's you get told that when I was first told that when I was cast as an ensemble I just thought that the person was trying to not be rude and trying to make me feel better about it but it's true when you think about it a show is a show and every single person in it is so important to the story and every single person no matter what if you're just a dancer you are the best dancer you are the dancer that lights up the stage when you go on with your huge smile and your amazing dance moves that is you you will be seen it's not that you are any seen less than anyone it's you can rock it out you can be the ensemble who was better than the lead you can be the person who someone else saw if when i was when i'm in the audience looking and watching shows i see the people who are ensemble i see them trying and being amazing at what they're doing and it doesn't make you any less of an amazing actor or an amazing performer or an amazing singer it does not matter you are such a huge role in the show if there was no dancing if you weren't there and there was no dancing then what would the show be it would just be a story told and yes it would be great it would be like it would just be a story and adding in the dancing and singing adds so much character to the performance and gets the audience so hyped up and so ready and so excited for the next part for the next dance move for the next thing that comes dancing and singing and acting are all on the same platform they're all the same and no matter what you do no matter what your cast no matter what part you sing no matter how flexible you are in dance you are doing it as long as you do it to your full extent to your full potential with your full character with your big smile and your huge energy people will see you people will recognize how talented you are people will see that you want to be there that you are doing everything that you can to make that performance the best one yet 
and it it is it's amazing how such things that seem so small as a background dancer can be so influential to another person so going from performing and being in that realm of dancing singing acting another thing i wanted to talk about is the stress of tech week (laughs) and it is it's stressful it gets a lot of people stressful and people could get angry people could like get upset it's it's all within that realm but you need to know that when you're in a tech week it is stressful it's stressful for everyone it's stressful for 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 the performers the directors the tech crew it's a it's a overwhelming experience but you need to know that you will get through that and that the performance will be amazing and that you need to get through this week to make the performance even better than what you thought it was going to be even more of what you were just practicing and rehearsing it's the tech week is like it's so so important because things could go wrong and you don't want things to go wrong on the day of the performance and so they perfect that the tech crew for anything they are such amazing amazingly talented people and work so so hard to make the performances amazing and the best that they can be and they deserve all of the recognition and it's amazing that how amazing the performing arts group is at Santa Sue and especially the tech department the tech department at Santa Sue is amazing and all of the people try their hardest they put every ounce of effort in their body into tech and it is incredible and it's so important to any performance the lighting, the mics, the the entrances, the exits, the set pieces, the moving things across the stage. It's so, so important. And no show could ever happen without tech. No show. It's just, it's not a show without tech being involved. And emergencies happen and things could happen. But that tech week, even though it's so overwhelming and people will get angry or people will get loud you have to work with the people that you're working with and you can't be rude to anyone for no reason or you can't take your stress out on other people and it's understandable because i've been through so many tech weeks and it is it is so stressful but you have to know that you'll get through it in the end you'll get through the stress and once you're done with that stress what comes is a amazing amazing outcome an amazing performance what you've waited for what you've wanted that's that's what is the outcome and the feeling of the end of the performance the feeling of the bows the feeling of being out of breath because you just did give it your all the feeling of looking around and seeing your family and seeing the students and seeing your friends that you have been rehearsing with and so stressed with all of those people it's such an amazing amazing feeling the first time I was in a performance I was super young but I almost cried on stage when we did bows because bows are such an incredible part it's it is the end it's the end of that performance it shows your friendship with people it shows your growth bows are one of my favorite parts of performances not because oh look the performance is over 
it is over, but your friendship with those people will last lifetimes. And your that the experience of the shows, of the people, of rehearsing, of singing, of dancing, of acting, that experience will live on inside you for lifetimes, for uh, for so long. And you will never forget. You will be old and sitting in your little house and you will think back on high school and middle school and all of the things that you did and thinking of that amazing performance that was both you and your team of people, everyone there, the directors, the tech, the, the actors, the dancers, the singers, everyone. You won't forget a single person because they are your team. They are your family. And it's, it's incredible how, how you build these bonds with people and how these people create such a huge, huge impact in your life. And you don't think that that could happen, but it does. It happens. You meet incredible, incredible people that will stick with you. And even if they don't, even if you lose ties with people, you will still have the memories with them. You will still have that experience that you both shared that if you don't see them for a while, you can catch up on. You can be like, hey, do you remember when we were in that performance together in high school? And that will spark up a conversation immediately. That experience will give you such an impact and them such an impact and even the audience the audience gets impacted every show you see you are impacted by it you remember everything i remember last year as a freshman watching godspell and thinking and i i cried i i cried and when i watched it, it was so beautiful it was so incredible i could see the family i could see the bond between everyone on stage and see that everyone was giving it their all that everyone was trying it was incredible and even though I was not in that performance that performance will stick with me for my whole life because of how much it did impact me how much I saw so many people together and it was it was incredible um so even though even if you are in the audience, even if you're not the person on stage, you still get impacted by those shows. You still think about them. You still see the bond. You see the bond when you're um, when you're on stage. You feel the bond. When you're in the audience, you see the bond, and it's incredible. Those people are your family, and that experience will stay with you for lifetimes. move on from that last segment and go into a new one um these are actual questions that people have asked me i asked some people for questions so that i can answer it through the podcast and i've got some responses so i'm going to look at that and we're going to answer some of your questions the first question is what genre of music do you listen to the most and what genre of music do you like to sing the most so this is even though it seems like such a simple question, I would like to talk about something really quickly before getting into this specific question, and it's that I was never a music person until I was a choir kid. I 
there's this question that I was asked multiple times as a child, and it was, if you could have something, if you could have either music taken out of your life forever or TV taken out of your life forever, which one would you choose? And I wouldn't even hesitate. I would say, you can take music. You can take music because I need my TV. I need to be watching movies and watching TV shows and watching YouTube. I need that. And so you can take music. I do not care. And it's so interesting how fast that answer for me changed when I opened myself up to the world of music. I was never a music person, ever. I was always so confident in myself and the answer that I needed TV more than I needed music. But now, you can take my TV, you can take books, you can take my phone, you can take the social media. I just need, I need music. I need music in my life. I need to be playing instruments. I need to be listening and dancing to music. It's such an incredible thing and it's so it's I I I took it for granted when I was a kid I just didn't understand people who would listen to music all the time or who would talk about how they were a music person like I never understood that and now I do once I did join a choir and learn how to read music and start playing instruments it was so incredible and it opened up a brand new world it was like I was stuck in this dark room and music was a window and I just never opened that window and it was so dark and then I did I oh I stepped up to the window and I considered possibilities of opening it up and I did and the room glue it it opened up so many things for me it opened up it was it was a door it opened up the door it opened up the window it made my life brighter it made me it is, it's a part of me now. It is, and it never was before. I never understood, but I totally understand now that I've created such a bond with these people, created such a family, and we all are music people, and we all have that one common thing that we all love, and it is music. It's so incredible how empathic it is and how opening up it is, and you can listen to anything and it will get you in any mood you can listen to music that will make you sad that will make you happy music that will make you sit up and want to dance music that just it fits into any situation and now i even listen to music to fall asleep it's something that now i i need music every day in my life or it's it's not the same sometimes i'll even get sad and when i do feel sad i will put on a playlist that I've made and it makes me happy it makes me get up and want to do things and feel protect productive in the day and it's like this security blanket that I have that I never knew was a thing I never opened up to it and it's so incredible and I'm so happy that now I can say that I listen to music so going into the question of what genre of music I like to listen to I like to listen to any type of music but it really depends on the mood for the day if I was having a sad day and maybe I was just feeling down I could listen to music that will make me happy that will make me lift up that will make my energy like make me get up and do things or even if you're sad you can listen to sad music you can sit outside and look at the sky or look at the birds and just think and listen to music you don't even have to really listen to the words you can just have it on in the background while you are thinking about things and 
I have so many playlists on my phone that I've created for so many different things and like summer music or music to listen to in the winter or fall and it's incredible. So for what genre of music I like to listen to most, I, I, I don't say I have a specific one. I like, I like all music and when I was a kid I only listened to what my parents would put on and then then I started listening to music on my own and I started making playlists and so I wouldn't say I have a specific genre of music that I like to listen to but for music that I like to sing the most is an easier question I like soft music I like music like indie music but slow music music that will make you think music that will make you sway around and just close your eyes and music that will make you feel relaxed. I like singing that the most and and having that freedom and having that. And I love singing upbeat songs like when I'm with my choir class and singing an upbeat song that we all get into and that we all get excited for. It's such an amazing experience when you're all feeling the same thing and you're all all feeling that happiness and that uplifting energy from a song and you're all singing together and you're looking around and you're smiling at each other. It's it's amazing. It is. And so I I don't know either about what I would like what I like singing the most. I love singing when I'm singing with people, I love singing uplifting songs because they will match your energy immediately. But when I'm singing with myself, I like to feel calm. I like to feel the freedom of the words or holding a note longer than you should or taking an extra breath or having the freedom of singing whatever you want. And I'm not saying, I'm not against anyone singing anything. You sing whatever you want. You sing to your heart's content. You sing what makes you feel free, what makes you want to dance, what makes you feel like yourself. And that's, that's the most important thing, that you are singing what you want to. Do not restrict yourself. Do, do what you want. The next question is, do you play any instruments? If so, which ones? I do play instruments. I also have instruments that I would love to learn how to play. Um, last year for Christmas, I got a keyboard, so I have been slowly learning. Um, I'm pretty confident in a couple of basic songs for on the keyboard and playing them. Um, and I never considered playing the keyboard. I, I My sister plays the piano she knows how and I always thought it was super cool but I always thought that when I was younger looking at sheet music was like looking at a different language and it honestly it is music is a different language and I never understood I was like I don't understand how you can look at a piece of paper and know how to play piano from that know how to play music from that that's so crazy and then I went into choir and we learned and I was taught how what the different symbols mean and what the different numbers on the lines mean and, and everything and I was taught that new language. I was taught how you can look at a piece of paper and play an instrument with it and it's so incredible. So I asked, I, I asked my parents to buy me a keyboard because of now I know, I know how I can look at a piece of paper and I can play a chord and I can make a song and it's so incredible how you can just look at a few chords and play a few chords and add a little tune and add a little hum or some words and you can make 
a song and that's another form of art it's like poetry it's like you are explaining yourself through song you were like having an outlet to talk about what you're going through through song and it's so incredible so i know how to play the keyboard um i have a ukulele i've had this ukulele for years i have learned so many songs on the ukulele i've written some songs through the ukulele it's it's i love i love my ukulele it's i had friends who had the ukulele when i was in middle school i've had this since um this ukulele since sixth grade i believe which has been a while um now a sophomore in high school almost a junior which is crazy it's, it's near the end of the year and it's going by so fast it's like it's it's crazy and i've had this ukulele for years and i i even taught family members how to use this ukulele this ukulele that i have i brought to my aunt who has now passed away I brought it to her birthday party, and I played her a song, and I played my cousins a song, and I taught my baby cousin how to play on her own, because she has her own, and her family is big music people, and they have instruments all over their house, and she had just gotten this new baby ukulele, it was adorable, and I, I taught her how to play, and it was so, so heartwarming, and I was so happy that I could do that for her, that I could open up that element of music to her so i i also know how to play the ukulele and that's that's pretty much it for the instruments that i know how to play i do own a, a guitar and i would love to learn but it takes time it takes practice it's you're never gonna get it on the first try you're never gonna pick up an instrument and immediately know how to play that's just that's that's not how it works you need to put in effort you need to put in practice you need to put in time and you even if you don't get it at first or if you're playing really good and you mess up a little it's okay you don't beat yourself up for that you need time and it does take a while and i'm glad that i have given the time and effort towards my keyboard and my piano that that i now can play those instruments and i would love to learn how to play the drums but that would also take a lot of time and and tuning things and it, it it takes a while. It's like learning another language. It really is because you are... It's like I see myself as one with my instruments. And it really... It is like learning a new foreign thing. It is because you're looking at chords and strumming patterns and everything and rhythm and everything. And you have to apply that to something, that a physical object you're holding. And even the instrument of your voice. Your voice is an instrument. Everyone has a voice. Everyone has that instrument in them. And even that is is something. When you're looking at sheet music and looking at what the next part is and seeing if you're going higher or lower and being able to tell that or being able to tell if you need to hold a note longer or if you need to stop and take a breath right there. That's all written in the sheet music. And once you open up yourself to that and once you start looking at sheet music like that it's such it's such a, a, an incredible experience the last question is how often do you listen to music i kind of talked about this a little bit in the first question about um talking about how i was never a music person i now i listen to music daily i have to listen to music i if i'm sad then i'm having sometimes you just wake up 
and you're having a sad day or you're having a hard time or you're just not in an energetic mood and that's totally understandable that happens to everyone it doesn't make you weird it doesn't make you different it makes you human and when I wake up and I'm just not feeling it or I don't have the energy something I do to give myself that energy is listen to music and something I do to fall asleep is listen to music so I need music every day I listen to it every day I listen to it in the shower and give myself performances I listen to it before bed when I wake up when I'm doing homework or anything I'm just I am constantly listening to music and um it's it even though I never did it when I was younger I'm glad I'm doing it now. I'm glad that I've opened myself up to the world of music because it's such an incredible world. It's such, once you go through that door, even if you don't like it and you want to return, that's okay because you can tell yourself that you went through it and you did it and it is incredible. It's it's such an amazing experience and being in the Santa Susana vocal department and being a part of that family is so, so amazing and making these new friends that you never thought you would. I was so scared of the upperclassmen when I walked in as a freshman and would see these people towering over me. But when I got to know them and see how amazing and sweet and helpful these people are, it's it's eye-opening. And it's, it's like the saying that you should never judge a book by its cover because you shouldn't. You shouldn't look at someone and assume anything and I did do that I walked in and I saw this the the scary seniors and I assumed that they wouldn't like me because I was freshmen and that I should avoid talking to them because I don't want to make them angry or I don't want them to think that I'm weird but I did I put myself out there and I asked questions and I made friends with seniors and one of the people that asked me one of the questions in this podcast was a senior that I met through my concert choir class in freshman year and she she helped me and I asked her for help and she she was more than happy happy to and at first I was so afraid to ask for help I was so afraid of her but we talked and we became mutuals and we became friends and it's amazing you because you never think that you will make these friends you never imagine going to high school and making so many friends but it happens it it in a blink of the eye you don't even realize it and then you're saying hello to these people who pass you and you're saying hi when they're walking to classes and you smile at them and they smile back at you and they give you hugs and it truly is welcoming and heartwarming to be able to be a part of this family and never have I ever felt discriminated or judged by anyone in the vocal department and I think that that is something that we all pride ourselves on we always are welcoming to anyone no matter your circumstances no matter how old you are or what you act like there is always someone out there for you and you can always meet them through so many things that was the last question and that is all I'm going to talk about for today's episode of this podcast I hope that everyone enjoyed listening and I hope that I give some advice to people and I hope that even though you can be scared and you can be stressed out that you never blame yourself and that you go through with it and that you have that confidence and courage in yourself because you are amazing and don't ever let anyone 
ever tell you otherwise. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, everyone. My name is Emily Hayden, and I'm signing off for these, this SSHS Vocal Music Podcast. Thank you.